0: What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Merry, Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve, you guys. We got a good one for you today. My man, Alfonso Ribeiro, is on the show. Uh, You might know him as Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, or you might know him as Alfonso, the host of uh, AFV now. Uh, I love this dude. He's incredible. A good buddy. A great golf partner. Incredible. The guy's a stick. He's a stick. He can hit it. Some say better than anybody. Um, He's awesome. A great dude. I'm happy to have him on the show. I am uh, so excited that for New Year's Eve, I'm going to be coming to Phoenix. Phoenix, I'm going to be there. I'm doing five shows. I'm doing uh, the night before New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve and New Year's Day. Go to andrewsantino.com for those tickets. andrewsantino.com for the tickets. And then in the New Year, I'm everywhere. Kansas City, St. Louis, Chicago, baby. Chicago Theater, Albany, uh, Washington, D.C., Atlanta portland seattle vancouver foxwoods we're just adding dates as we go and vegas ends the tour i think or we might add some more dates who knows but andrewsantino.com is where you get those tickets andrewsantino.com enough rambling from the old ginger freak uh let's go to the episode
1: in here we pour whisk 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 whisk, whisk. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like that. the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent.
0: Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. <laughs> it's my man. Alfonso Ribiero. How are
1: you doing? I have to say it with that accent, don't I? You, you, you do sometimes. Alfonso. You do. Alfonso Ribeiro.
0: Ribeiro.
1: right? It works. How often it do people works. say it incorrectly? Every other, every other day. Every yeah. other day. Like most of the time, actually, people get it wrong. They just can't get the the last name. Really gets them because yeah. the, the e and the i after the b and the right. What do they just, say? It's the, the Ribeiro... Um, Roberto they'll add right. like letters that aren't, aren't even in there right and you're like wait a minute there's no T um, and and it just it's it's like I think it's one of those things where people are so used to just having to just be able to see a name and know it yeah right in America that they don't actually look at the name correct and then they don't recognize that there are other cultures mm. right that have like it, it isn't E before I after C right or I before <laughs> right. E after C no matter what right, right. it's 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 uh, the 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 Latin and the Spanish. Well, they they mix it up a little bit. Right. So there's the you know uh, the e i r is air
0: Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Ribeiro.
1: So, but you can add you know if you get a little you know I like funky the with it you can you could add a little roll of the r Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Now it's actually a very popular name in Brazil. Oh really? Right. So cause you're not a Brazilian I'm not, but it's a, it, but it's Portuguese. All so right. I'm Portuguese. Um. So the in 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 Brazil, it's Hebeto because R is actually right. the the H sound. So it's you know all it's over whatever the world. People you know whatever. What <laughs> listen? Just call me Alfonso. It's real easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like when I was a kid, they would always say uh Santiago or Santini because you know the great Santini. Yes. Yes. Right. But it's oh Santino. It's unmistakably easy to pronounce. It's the letters is the words it, that, exactly it's that. S A N T I N O. Right. But still teachers would be like, Santiago? And I'm like, impossible. <laughs> yeah, that, it's nope. impossible to mess this up. <laughs>
1: how do you get that? Right there. It's my, right my, in front of you. My agent's name is actually Santini.
0: Santini. Yes. Yeah, see what's funny is and I've talked about this I think on the show before, but Santino was my great grandfather's first name. It's a common first name in Italy. Gotcha. Sonny. Right. You know, Sonny and Godfather, Santino yep, yep. Corleone. Right. I don't, we don't know our last name. Now, whether that was because we, we'd gotten in trouble and we had to leave. Right. <laughs> Cause I, I'm like, that happens. I was like, why do we lose the last name? Yeah, but nobody, listen. nobody knows. And my grandpa, both my great grandfather and my grandpa right. are both gone. So we don't really know. And my dad doesn't really know
1: unless, unless he does. He knows. And he's like, we're just gonna. We're, we're we Santino. don't talk about it. Yeah, we're Santino. We're moving forward. <laughs>
0: well, I think, I think what it was, the mistake was that, you know, when you fill out papers, when you when you immigrate, it says mm-hmm. surname. And how many of these guys didn't speak English? Right. But I, they see name or nombre or name or something close to the word name of Spanish, Latin. And they just write And down, they think first name. That, right. That's probably what I think happened. And then it got down the numbers and line then, and yeah, da 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 yeah. da how, how are we
1: going to change it after that? I right. Know.
0: And he probably killed somebody
1: listen how about we just go with i like i like the other story
0: (laughs) the first one's good you don't come from a line of murderers (laughs) well let me say this i do come from my my grandfather's crew of friends were you know and he did run numbers for the mob when he was young that was like a story i've told before right but his crew of friends was guys like guys with nicknames and Mm -hmm. once i learned like joe the hat right And, 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 uh, Nikki Knuckle, like all this, all these jokey names. I thought as a kid were like fantasy. It's like TV. Right. But it was real. That was, that was their names. That was their Everybody knew
1: them as that. Right. And they were never going to be known as anything other (laughs) than that. Right.
0: So then I got older
1: and I was like, oh, right. They, they were obviously affiliated. Well, growing up in New York, most of my friends were Italian. Yeah. And even. In the Bronx too, right? In the Bronx. Right. But like, and then later in life, you know, once I became an adult, Really, all of my guys are from Rhode Island. Uh, So you know Federal Hill in Rhode Island uh and the whole (laughs) world. I became very, very accustomed to and like a lot of sanitation and construction. Uh, Yeah, a lot of of construction, (laughs) some car dealerships. Right, right, you know. But it was it was really that whole world. uh, I I spent a lot of time in Mm -hmm. in my in my younger years, so I know it very well. I know a lot of those guys. I know guys that you. We're like, hey, if I need something, yeah, I could call, yeah, and then you go, yeah, but I'm never gonna need anything. Uh-uh. I'm never gonna need that
0: because once you're in, you're it, in.
1: I'm never gonna need that.
0: Yeah, you yeah. don't need uh, Tony Pickles would get you all whatever you need. <laughs> whatever you need, to- <laughs> Al, you need it. Tony Pickles has got you.
1: There, there was a there was a guy here, even in L.A., who uh, you know, I did I did a couple favors for, yeah, right, and it was one of those realities where it was like, hey, listen, you've taken care of the family. <laughs> You need anything? Uh huh. We're gonna make sure you're okay. No matter what happens, we got you. And I would be like, "Cool, thank you." I'm never calling him. Yeah. I'm never. I'm never. Delete that number now. We're never, Block we're not, that number. We're, no, we're not doing this, <laughs> babe. We have to move, <laughs>
0: yes. babe. We're moving. Now we're moving. We
1: moved to Granada Hills. <laughs> yeah, we're moving
0: now, as far away as we <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah. No
1: longer in L.A. We're in. we we're, we're gonna go north.
0: But you, how long were you in the Bronx as a kid?
1: Um, I was really only in the Bronx for 12 years, right? So I, actually, less than 12 because I was uh, I was born in Harlem. So uh-huh. lived in Manhattan and Harlem, moved to the Bronx when I was uh, five, four or five right there, um, and then lived there until 12 when I moved to California to work. Right. So I was doing a Broadway show, Tap Dance Kid in New York at mm-hmm. the time, and, and so uh, I ended up getting Silver Spoons, and that brought me out to, here. To California. Yeah. And then you never went back. And then never, like, the house was there for a while, and then my dad was still there, and and my dad was actually a correctional officer. So he was at Sing Sing. Mm. Um, so, like, he stayed back for a year while my mom and my brothers and I came out here and lived and worked. And then eventually he was like, all right, I'll let go of the force and come out here. And he became a manager. But, but, like, it's that thing where even though my formative years were not actually in New York, mm. it's still... It's home. It's home. It's always going to be, like, I... I will get in a car. If I go to New York every once in a while, I'll get in a car, and I'll drive up to Riverdale, and I'll go, hey, that's that's my house. This is where I grew up. Right. I remember playing. We used to do this thing in the living room where we took a sock and took two socks, and we would tie it into a knot and put the put the, the top over it, and that became a ball. Mm-hmm. And we played handball in the living room. But it was with a sock, so you couldn't break anything.
0: That's really smart. Right?
1: <laughs> we definitely broke stuff then, in my house. Well, well, it it came out of necessity <laughs> because yeah, we yeah. broke so many You break some shit again. <laughs> yeah. Break you it out. Um, listen, you are you are <laughs> sleeping outside tonight. Yeah. Um so we came up with that and we would play handball in the living room. And it's like I just remember those days of growing up and being in that house, and it's just yeah. it's always it's like I guess it's it's like how you when you look at it you think it's just great memories it's fond memories you just have that connection that never goes and and then it's like how do I claim being from California?
0: Well it's well because what you said before was interesting when people say my formative years you know like I grew up in downtown Chicago with me and my mother and then when she met my stepfather and she remarried and we she had my sister we moved to the Burbs. Right. But kids are always like oh you you never lived in the city your formative years weren't in the city but Half of my life in Chicago right. was in the city. Right. And the other half was in the suburbs. I was only there for seventeen years. So right. it wasn't that many years. So there's so, only
1: one way to look at it. Right.
0: Now. So if you say when people are like, Oh, you're from the burbs like, yes, went to high school for sure. Right. But as a kid, I have this really strong you know, my wife always says my connection to nostalgia is crazy. Do you have a strong connection to nostalgia? Uh,
1: absolutely. Uh, yes. Mine's creepy.
0: Yes. Like yes. When I go by my old building, when I go by like twenty three ten North LaSalle or 1111 Dear, but when I walk by them, when I go back to Chicago, it feels so deep. Yes. And when I go back to my house, my high school house, Mm -hmm. it's not the same. Right. So it's odd that people call it, you know, you're like, oh, well, you're formative years later. For some reason, the most deep and vivid and probably like burned in memories for me were the sock in the living room. Absolutely. By far, right? Absolutely.
1: Like 448, 258th Street. My production company is 258th Street Productions. Because of it. Like that's because that is... Like, that's where it began. Right. Right. And so I look at even my career, right? I started at eight. So I I became famous at 12, right? So that was when it began for me. Right. So my production company is about where it began for me, not, you know, Gardner on mel in melrose right off of melrose right, <laughs> right, right <laughs> Not, yeah. like that ain't that ain't the address right it, was, it wasn't you know the the oakwood right. <laughs> over here off of woodman that used to be but before you even moved here it's that kind of thing where it, like literally those years for me were everything it sure. just it created the 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 path that i that my life took was all based right in that house and so it'll always be yeah real home for me did
0: you live you in know? oakwood I did. You did. Yes. For people that don't know, this is very. This is a, a great moment. It's been spoken about on TV shows and film before. Loved. Love. love uh, Judd put it in love, uh, but he called it something else. But there was an. There is an apartment complex um, right off the freeway on the way down into the valley uh what was it called what's it called it was well there's right? ava now ava that's right? what it's called and
1: that's the one off of uh on on uh on barham
0: Barum, yeah right but right. so there
1: was there was several oakwoods
0: oh really yeah oh, okay. so there okay. was an
1: oakwood there and right. then but that was the main oakwoods like so that's the one where most of the people who came to california who was trying to be in entertainment right they stayed at that oakwood right there was another one off of woodman Oh right, 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 right. I do know this. Yes, just, yes, yes. Just uh, south of the freeway. Right. So between there and, and Ventura, that's the Oakwood that I lived at. I lived that lived there for almost a year.
0: Did you get to pick? Was it kind of like one of those things where, when? See, I was I never understood this because kid acting was never in my world, um, but I'd always heard about it. But did the families move there because the studios say, "Hey, you should go live here. It's it's cheaper."
1: They gave you the, they they had a discount. Ah, uh, right. So the studios it's like, had a like a Marriott, like a yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, hey, you know what? We have a hookup here at the Oakwoods. You should probably go stay there. For, for us, the the other Oakwood was way bigger. Oh, right. So I didn't understand why anybody would choose that one. Because it's huge. It was like way bigger. Yeah. Like the, the, the apartment size, the two bedrooms were like a, a solid old school, you know, apartment, yeah. whatever. A real apartment. Right? Yes. Yeah. Not this like, hey, hi, how are you? Yeah. I in... know we're in two separate rooms, but. But we're not. <laughs> but we're really here. <laughs> but I see you right yes. now. I see yes, everything yes, that yes. you're doing.
0: Yeah. That, uh, and then when you got out of there. What was your first apartment in LA?
1: Um, well, I then we we moved out of there. We bought a house. Okay, um, and my family bought a house in Northridge. Um, so we went further away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, essentially, when I turned uh, eighteen, um, and I started Fresh Prince. So I was never like, heard of it. Is it a yeah, popular? It was a show? little thing that like this the tiny dude, show. You know, Big Ears. He was, a, and then he had a show. Smythe. Yeah, Bill yeah, Smythe. Smith.
0: Smith. Smith, Bill Smith. Smith, yeah. I think it's Smith. Smith,
1: yeah. yeah Smith, it's Popular. Pinkett now. Um, <laughs> it's Pinkett Smith now. Um, it is, <laughs> um, Mr. Pinkett. But uh, I I moved out when I did the show because I, I it was like you're grown. Yeah, I was a grown up. I was working on a show. I yeah. was like, it's time for me to you know go and have my own space and right and you know the reality was like the cast would go out at night and I'd be like um. I need two hours. They'd be like, why do you need two hours? Like, I got to drive home and then I got to change my clothes and come back to go to dinner. And it'd be like, why am I driving all the way to Northridge to it's go to dinner so far when away. I'm literally here already? Right. So it, then at one point I started just bringing clothes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And just bringing, cl- bring, just having an extra set of clothes in my dressing room and then it'd be like, oh, we can go have dinner. And then I went, well, you know what, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you grown. Yeah. You're making some your pretty space. good money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Kind of hard to bring girls back to your parents' house <laughs> as their, as an adult. I went, yeah, yeah that guys. So I moved right over here in Toluca Lake. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah, so that's what kind of brought me to this area, right. and uh, and then a year later, I bought my my first house, which was up off of Barum. Right. So I overlooked the back lot of Universal Studios. Oh wow. So it is that was, where you guys shot
0: Fresh? Where'd you guys shoot the show? We
1: shot uh, three different spots. We not not Universal. We shot at uh, at uh, KTLA. Right, which on. is now like the Netflix correct yeah, uh, studio. Yeah, um, we were at Sunset Gower, Been and there. then we went to uh, NBC Studios, Okay. which is now now the Burbank Studios. Yeah, Burbank. Yeah, which is weird because the Burbank Studios is now Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's such a trip. So it all changed they through the years. It. Yeah, it's like it's CBS like,
0: Radford might be the only one that never was touched.
1: That's the only one that's still like, still kind of the, the same. original. Yeah.
0: That was Seinfeld, right? Seinfeld yeah. was CBS Seinfeld Radford? did
1: Radford uh that was there uh, uh a, a different world was there. Right. Um they had a, I mean it's kind honestly, of everything's been
0: Look, there. I know this is a long time out of your past and but do you ever is there is there ever a moment when you go back past a stage that you shot at that that hits you a little bit? Does it? do you ever feel it anymore or no? A little bit. Sometimes. A little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it the 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 special ones, right? right. So um when i did silver spoons i did silver spoons at uh universal and stage 44 was that stage right yeah. that if i go to the lot and i get to go in the back lot and i drive if i'm in my car i'll make a little detour if i'm going to a meeting or something yeah. to drive past 44 cuz um like we played football in in there was a there's like a big driveway runway uh there that we you'd throw the football around and we we it was um, I just did this thing um, for, you know, live in front of a studio audience with the Norman Lear, with mm-hmm. the Jimmy Kimmel did, and I did commercials for it. And it was different strokes. Who's the boss on one stage? It was Facts of Life and Silver Spoons on the other side. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they would flip the audience. So they literally, the audience would it was three sections, and they would right. just turn it around, and it would be set up for the other show. Right. So we would shoot on Thursday, Friday, and Facts of Life shot on Monday, Tuesday. Mm. And the same thing was for different strokes. So it was really kind of that was that's kind of the only stages that really like bring that memory back. Sure. Right. Um, That
0: was such powerful television. That's insane to think of how huge those shows were.
1: I mean they were that was that was, I think the 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 prime of sitcom television. Network television, Yeah. Right? Like I mean, you could go all the way back to, you know, the Jeffersons and, and all in the family Even and all of still, that. But it but it grew into the eighties. I think in
0: the eighties and the nineties, that 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 15 to 20 year chunk of when television became must see TV, must watch right. appointment viewing. Literally what I you know, like what I grew up with, it was so big. There wasn't one person on earth that didn't know about it. And now there's people that tell me about shows and I'm like, I've never heard of that. And they're
1: like, they're on their eighth
0: season. I'm like, what? I have no idea
1: what that is. But that's also because how television has changed, right? Totally. Like television now is um, 150,000 stations. Yeah. Right? never ending. When I was doing Silver Spoons, there was three.
0: ABC, NBC, C B
1: S. That's it. Yeah, it's wild. Right? So during Fresh Prince is when Fox came into play. Right. Right. And then you had WB and and UPN, which, CW turned, into C, and the, right. which turned into the CW, right? right. Like that's that's kind of how it grew. But back then, it was three stations. That was it. So that's it. That's what you got. If you're gonna watch TV, <laughs> those were your stations. And you know, eventually, you know, HBO came in and that was but that was cable and you had to pay for that. The, every, the average everyday person, they were just watching those three channels. Yeah. And that was it. I always laugh about the numbers and ratings of shows today. Right. Because Silver Spoons used to get a 27 rating. <laughs> Dude, explain. For people that don't know what that means, that's so funny. Like, you get to stay on the air forever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Right now. Yeah. If you pull a two- yeah <laughs> you have won yeah you beat the system you have absolutely you are going to stay on the air and make a lot of money 20, if you make a two seven, 27? it was a 27
0: that's un that's i mean it's not even fathom it that's almost like the way i that my dad used to talk about how carson was like if somebody was on carson there wasn't a human breathing that didn't see or know who that human was the next day
1: absolutely it was like absolutely <laughs>
0: every human who walked the earth was like do you see that guy you in see carson, carson yeah, last everybody's... night everybody if you, carson, if you were gonna... able to
1: stay up late enough to watch carson and i was at the end of his run i was able to stay up late enough like there was nothing bigger than carson
0: right and that but that 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 transition became of late night tv and fandom is what i think led to this Love for the sitcom world of characters and yes. and look building great characters uh, was part of that world. I'm not saying they don't do it now on television. I'm not one of these guys. It's like back in
1: the day it was, but no, I'll say it. it okay, go I'll ahead. say it. Do i'll it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> do yeah, it. they don't. They listen. Today's television is not. It's it's the structure of the way in which they build them. They're not real people. Right, there, yeah. They're caricatures of people, mm. right? They're an idea, not a person. Ah. Like, you don't, like, tell me somebody that's on TV right now that you go, yeah, I know that guy in real life. That's tough because
0: I don't really watch a lot of, I mean, I know that sounds corny, but, like,
1: I can't name a show that I'm watching right now. Because those people don't really exist. Yeah, because yeah. Because they don't connect to you. Yeah. Right? There is, in my opinion, and don't, you know, don't get me wrong, It's still there's wonderful shows on television, but they're not real life back then it was dealing with real stuff that was going on in the world Mm. but they did it through comedy right Right. like today all in the family would be a bad show oh
0: yeah i mean they would get clipped right yeah they'd be like it
1: wouldn't it wouldn't exist but they were dealing with topics that nobody dealt with right now when they deal with topics that nobody's dealt with you can't air them on regular television.
0: Right, they're, they're scared to talk. Well, I mean, it's funny about All in the Family, people that—I I loved that show. The The idea of race and class was—I was. was I mean, the Jeffersons did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It was so real and so honest, but done with so much heart and soul, there was never a moment where it felt contrived. And unfortunately, just, just one dumb orange man's opinion, I just think a lot of times when they do heart on TV— um, about a real issue It gets, It feels contrived It feels trite or fake And you're like You're not really saying I think what you want to say Because right. you're scared Right Someone's going to get pissed off
1: Absolutely Well, you, well let, I mean as you know As a comedian Yeah You can't do comedy anymore
0: You can do comedy uh, And you have to be Present enough With your your. You have to be comfortable enough With what you're doing To not care when they get upset about what you're gonna do,
1: which means you can't do comedy. I <laughs> <No>, see. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I see, but here, in my opinion,
0: well, right? here's what it is to me. Here's I'll say this for me, because I have to defend this side of it. Is you can say whatever you want to say. There's an idea out there that's like you can't say what you you can say anything you want to say. You either have to be famous enough or or built and built strong enough where you're confident in what you're putting out. That you don't care that the backlash is gonna come. Because it is gonna come. Right. You just have to be strong enough to push through it. And
1: and I hear you, but that yeah. that to me is you can't do it. So what, what you're you saying is is I know what you're saying. Right? right. You're saying that yes, absolutely, you can do anything you want to do. It's your stage, it's your mic. Right. Go ahead and do it. And but you're probably going to deal with some stuff if you deal with a topic that's going to offend somebody.
0: There is consequences, for well, sure.
1: Well, I remember comedy being we're going to make fun of everybody. All the time. And that's what it is. Right. It's a great like like the idea of comedy to me has always been and and tell me if you think I'm wrong. It's always been we are going to hold a mirror up to the world mm-hmm. and we're going to make fun of something that people won't normally talk about. Right. And we're going to do it in a way that we laugh and when at times we might be laughing at them, mm-hmm. but we're going to open the idea up for discussion. Yeah. And we're gonna do it through comedy. There were so many things that I remember as a, as, a, as a young man that like people would I'd watch you know ton of comedians and I'd be like wow that is so funny but it's so true mm-hmm. now it's like wow that is really funny I can see where they're going <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I think you know what I mean it's, I know what you're it's, saying it's and it's and that's not fair to everybody because not everybody's doing that right? right and and I don't go and sit in the stand-up, in the, in the comedy clubs and watching everybody do their, their stage show. You're watching kind of the bigger stuff. But it's like, you shouldn't get in trouble for saying something that is true to someone. In here... We pour whiskey.
0: Guys, I've spoken pretty candidly on this show about mental health and getting mental health help. And I got to tell you, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp is one of my favorites. Um, If there's something interfering with your happiness and you're looking for help to achieve those goals, BetterHelp is going to assess your needs And match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can communicate in under 48 hours, which is incredibly fast. And it's not a crisis line or a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online. they got a broad range of expertise. And the service is available for clients all over the big, beautiful, water-filled globe. You can log into your account anytime from anywhere and speak to your counselor. And you're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Um, Again, I'm a big proponent of this. I do think that online counseling is great for me. Don't know if it's going to be great for you. But it's great because you don't have to walk into some weird, uncomfortable, cold office in an office park and sit in a room with bright fluorescent lights and feel weird while other people are looking at you and looking at their shoes like a dog who just pooped in the ca- in the house. It's great for me, and I do like it. And if you want to read some of the testimonials before you sign up, go to betterhelphelpcom slash reviews, uh, and you can read all the people uh, who, have, uh, who have experienced it. And uh, go to BetterHelp.com slash whiskey. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com whiskey. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Whiskey Ginger listeners are going to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash whiskey. Again, 10% off your first month. Try it out. Why not? At BetterHelp.com slash whiskey. Manscaped, ho, ho, ho for the holidays. If you plan on being a ho, ho, ho for the holidays, you got to get Manscaped. You got to get that hygiene on point, my friend. Manscaped got so much stuff out there right now. Body wash, two-in-one shampoo and condition. Make it uh, clean, then make it smooth. It's time to give yourself the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season and the, the skin on your balls. Uh, your hygiene routine will never be the same. Go to manscaped.com slash whiskey for 20% off plus free shipping. I got to tell you something. I've been using Manscaped products. Uh, they're two-in-one shampoo. I like. It smells so good. Um, and it's... It's really great. Honestly, they've got some uh, some great stuff in this package. The Lawnmower 4.0 is that electric trimmer with that proprietary Advanced Skin Safe technology. That no nick, nut technology, my friends. It's also waterproof because I like to shave my nuts in the shower. I know, I'm sure you do too. Who wants to shave when it's just regular and you're getting hair all over the ground? You try to do it over the toilet, it doesn't work because the pubes get everywhere. It's impossible. Uh, untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, man. You don't got to do that. Don't. Uh, you don't want your pubes to look like Santa's beard, all right? Clean it up, dude. Do a new. You're a new age Santa. It's a new world. Um, also, the hygiene bundle comes uh, with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers. Keep your junk feeling fresh all day. Manscaped has so many great products that I I, I got to tell you, you have to try this out because they uh, they know what they're doing, man. They're making the all-in-one kit for dudes to feel comfortable and sexy. And I've been using Manscaped products now for uh, years, and I've never had a nick yet. They also got a nice little light, so you can see the little crevasses that you're getting. To get the hair off your sack. Um, do yourself uh, do yourself a favor for this holiday season. Get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscape.com/whiskey. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com/whiskey. Clean up your candy cane this year with Manscaped. Ginger, I like gingers. Well, I always say words, words. You can't get me for words. Right. Behavior is a different thing. I agree. If somebody does behavior that, that, is, that is wrong, I understand behavior because now we're getting more into the social world of behavioral mistakes. But if you say something and it mm-hmm. makes people mad, I have no patience for it anymore. I mean, I've never cared. To be very honest, I think my fans know and like, I've always been kind of me and I'm unmistakably me. And if you're not aware of my sarcasm, that's on you, man. Right. Clearly I don't mean it. If you really think I meant it, do you think I'd be shouting it through an amplified microphone? Right. Do you really think so? If I really had hatred for something or disdain or I really wanted like somebody to like hurt or 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 marginalize a group or a person, do you really think I'd preach it through a microphone? That's nuts. That's insane. Well- Here's the thing. I would say it in a, in a room where they really do it. That's what they do in a small, you sad room. Say it,
1: right, 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 right. Like right. so, I get the other side of right. like. There are people who are actually saying what they think. Sure, right. But you're not saying that. A, I know
0: you. I'm a comedian. You're a comedian, <laughs> yeah. and you're
1: doing great, funny comedy. Right. right. No, that you're saying something that's something that is going to make someone think and right. then laugh. Right. Right. That is what. That's what good comedians do. There are bad ones who say exactly what they mean, and right. their and and their essence is of hate. But call those ones out. Yeah,
0: but and don't it's Don't call rare. them out on the joke, call them out on who they are. Right, on their behavior. Right, that's what I'm saying. Behavior, right. not words, behavior. Right.
1: It's, wor- it's jokes, guys. We gotta laugh. We
0: gotta let it ride. We gotta
1: let it, because there are <laughs> topics that we can't discuss until we can laugh at them.
0: We have to make fun. Well, look, I mean, like, I think when people know your heart, and it's really easy for an audience to gauge, like, your real, true heart for some reason. They can see right through if it's really who you are or if this is obviously a joke. And like last night on stage, I said, um, I said, I said, you know, when is it too soon for me to delete the black square off Instagram? Is that, is, are people going to get mad? I I mean, I do think black lives still matter, but I I do want to get rid of that square. It's just taking up this weird space on my Instagram. (laughs) It's just, it's so dark. And of course people are laughing, but a piece of them are like, is is that, is is this okay? It's like, clearly I'm joking about the idea of a black square on Instagram. Right. This isn't real. This is all a fantasy. A, so if they know my heart and right. they can just feel that like that's not, it's not a it's not an attack on Black Lives Matter, it's an attack on the idea of
1: posting a black square. Right.
0: Then you know where I'm coming from. If you can't figure it out, that's a tough that's that's on you. That's how I feel well, about what, everything.
1: What I always like to say is then take a second, pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like don't we all have a pause button in our life? Not anymore. Right? We need to pause for a second sometimes yeah. and go, "Wait. Hold on." Let me do some research on the guy.
0: Right. Instead of throwing a of throwing a rock.
1: Right. Immediately. What? Uh, how could you say that? Black right. Lives Matter is important. Say no, 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 no. I didn't talk about Black Lives Matter. I talked about the square. I was
0: joking about the square. The square.
1: It's a square. <laughs> it's, an, it's a it's a symbol yeah. on Instagram. Right. right? Like it, it's different. Like it's like if someone got mad that they got the blue check. Yeah. Right. If you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that means he hates
1: all celebrities and important people. N- no. No. I'm saying, why do we have to differentiate?
0: Yeah, it's just a thing.
1: Right? It's a thing
0: to joke about. It,
1: it's comedy. We got to laugh. We got to like be able to talk about everything. And I feel like if we can start to do that, mm. and I'm now taking this to a different, a different place, but if we could start to do that, then I think we can start to heal as a country.
0: Yeah, probably. Honestly, we, if we can start to feel a little bit better about how chaotic everything is and we need to start laughing about it and shitting on it, because honestly- it's just getting old. Fear yeah. fear, and sadness is getting old.
1: The idea of like not being allowed to do anything, not being allowed to say anything. And if you say something, you're offending somebody. Yeah. You know, and it's like I've gotten caught where it's like, I, you know, in an interview, I say something and people get offended. And you're like, first, let's start by I wasn't talking to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying your name at blah, 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 blah. Right. right? Like I didn't. I didn't say you. I wasn't talking to you. So why are you commenting like I've hurt your feelings? Right. When I've said something that is my experience. Right. Even if it's real. Even if I was having a real and I wasn't telling jokes, it's like this is my experience. Why are we offended by someone's experience if they don't like what that person is experiencing?
0: Yeah, that's odd too. Like somebody said to I think I saw some 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 article popped up about uh, you saying something about interracial relationships. Yes. And then, and then people were clapping back saying, uh, you know, they didn't understand you talking about your experience is really what it was is people were like, who's not supportive and da, da, da. But all I kept seeing when I saw that article was like, that's just how he feels about his life. That's how you feel about your life. It's weird for someone to go,
1: you can't feel that way. You're not supposed yes. to feel that way. You're not allowed to feel that way. Why? And if you do feel that way, you're certainly not allowed to speak about it.
0: Right. That's so strange.
1: And I, I'm like. I didn't
0: understand that.
1: It doesn't make any sense. But what, what was really funny was how many people actually said on my social media exactly what I spoke about. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You're saying what I said. Right. Right. You're giving me what I just said happens to me and you're saying it in a in a in a demeaning way because you don't like the fact that I said it as you're saying it.
0: It is it is wild to think about when people live these lives and and America gets to because look you're you're very famous you've been famous for so long people people get to feel for some reason like they know you better than you know you. Right. They're like I know you. I know who you are. I know what you are to me. Right. So they then they then they just define who you are in general, and you're like, like you and I are friends. We know each other well. Right. It's so funny to think that's it just happens naturally because people on the outside. Well, if somebody says to me, "Oh, you you play golf with Al. You're friends with Al. Is he ec- blah blah blah?" And you're like, "Gosh, I just think people don't. They just assume that's all who you are. Right. Even if they get a chance to meet you, they still go." He's still who I think he is in my mind.
1: Well, and and that is it happens all the time with the idea of people coming up to me calling me Carlton.
0: Yeah, sure, that's right? got to be exhausting. Like it's
1: the that that is the the indicator to me of like, oh, so you don't really care to know me.
0: No, yeah, you're just a a, a, a thing for them.
1: This is in there for you, right? And I so I I will I will. Treat those people differently. And I don't mean negatively or, or positively. I just go, okay, you're that category sure. of you don't want to know who a person is. You just want to believe your own lie. Correct. Right? The lie in your head that that's who he is. Right. right. It's like they can't. I've had people literally say to me, you know, hey, Carlton. I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? Hey, my name is Alfonso. Nah, nah, nah. You Carlton. No, man. You're like, okay, so I'm your favorite. I'm your biggest fan, Carlton. You know that's an oxymoron, right? You can't actually be my biggest fan if you're saying my character's name, right? Right, Again, right. But it's just. But now I will say, on the other side of that, that look, that means that people loved something so much that they can't even get it out of their head. Yeah. Because that's how into it they are. Right. Right. So you. But that's why I say I treat them differently because I recognize. All right. Cool, man. Hey, man, nice to meet you, man. We uh, yeah. We're gonna have some fun and be silly and all the rest. And I'm not. No longer am I offended by it. Right. Because I never understood it before. I was like, dude, my name's Alfonso. I told you my name's Alfonso, but you don't want to call me Alfonso. What, right. What the hell is that? Like, that's rude.
0: Yeah. What yeah, What age was it, do you think, that, like, how, how old were you when Fresh Prince ended?
1: Uh, ended, I was 24. Jesus.
0: So (laughs) Jesus Christ, as a child, that's
1: when I first moved to LA. Yeah. And I was done. (laughs) Oh my God. I was done with that series. I was over with it.
0: But, but, but to me, it's like, that is such a, you're out at that age, you're out running around, everyone's seeing you, everybody knows you. There is that point when it gets so exhausting to be called that character's name over and over and over again. What's the, what was kind of the end game shift mentally where you're like, okay, I'm gonna handle these people this way now because I can't do it anymore. At first, you' kind of got to be sweet about it yes. you do
1: the thing and then well it, it went through many different phases sure, where sure it was it was sweet and ha 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 to angry to what right. are you doing? why are you doing this? Why are you offending me right like where I just didn't get it I didn't understand it right um and and I would say the reason why I went through that period mm-hmm. was because imagine for a second that you've done a job so well that they tell you you can't be anybody else for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's why. you can't do what you love to do anymore because we only see you as that guy. Mm. And then people are coming up to you going, yeah, you're right. You're never going to work again because I only see you as Carlton. Mm. You take a personal offense to that. Of course. Right? So it it went through that phase. And then eventually, weird story, I went on a bus trip (laughs) with Joey Fatone and a bunch of hooligans. <laughs> I call them hooligans because they're just the greatest, craziest group of guys <laughs> ever. And and this was maybe maybe twelve, fifteen years ago. And we went on a bus trip to baseball games, like just to uh, tour the country on tour, toured for two weeks. Wow, on a bus. And we just drove to baseball games. How fun, man. And we'd go to the baseball game, hang out at the baseball game, go out in the city, get on a bus, drive to another baseball game. <laughs> That's why. Right? And Joey and his manager, Joe, were the only two people I really knew. Their dads came with, but they, but those were the like, my two friends. Everybody else was just their friends and guys that, that they knew. And on that trip, I had a brand new perspective that took me out of Hollywood for a second and put me in regular world America, and I got to experience my fame through their eyes.
0: Mm.
1: That's wild. And all of a sudden I went, oh, they're not offending. They're complimenting. Correct, yeah. This is because there's a love. There is a deep affection for that character that... Made them go, wow, okay, you know what? Made me go, wow, th- this, is, this is nothing but love. Mm-hmm. So I can't be mad at them. I can't look at them negatively. I have to recognize that they're just giving me love. Right. And from that point forward, my life changed because I no longer harbored that anger toward blaming every individual for the lack of what was happening in my career because of something that Hollywood did.
0: Right, right.
1: Right? Hollywood decided that, hey, these people only see him as Carlton, so we're never going to hire him as anything but Carlton. They they could have done anything. Yeah. Right? We could have changed the narrative if people were willing to change the narrative. But they were like, ah, oh, well, we're done. That wasn't their fault. No. They just loved something that they were given.
0: Right. That's it. There it is. Well, but also you, there. there is credit to be given on the idea that, look, man, it's impossible to make a character or to build or character or develop and become a character so rich and beloved that it kind of, you know, overshadows anything you could ever do. It's almost like it was so, you know, it's so strong and so well known that it's, it's tough to it's tough to find a way to get, get away from it again. Right. That you're like, it's so big. It was so big.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, and it was at a time when people who watch television. Yeah. There were a lot of people watching. Yeah. Today. That can't happen.
0: It's just different. Yeah. It's different to, fi- to, to now it's, um, I love, you know, people will say like, I love the show succession and there's right. characters on the show that they really love. Right. Okay. That's probably a good example of what we said before, G- uh, cousin Greg, uh, I've talked about him on the show before, uh, uh nick nicholas braun okay a great actor he dude he is a real person he is so good on that show because those other people you're meant to hate you're supposed to right. loathe that right. family right he's i just so, started watching it so oh I'm my like god it. he's right. so good it's just i think he's a brilliant actor but again when you speak about these shows in culture today oftentimes you speak about the show right like they talk about ted lasso right okay this is another example of right. i think he, he does a great job of making a real guy but it is a show- mm-hmm. it is very much all about the show and it's a community uh Brett Goldstein you know it's just it's it's hard nowadays to make a character so iconic and kind of so like culturally memorable right so like like Ted lasso like Sidacus did a great job I think that will kind of remain in
1: the social zeitgeist but but I don't think the actors will, Remain as those characters? Of course not. No, they don't have right? to anymore. It's it's that's no longer going to happen. Yeah, you're right. It's the show will always be a part. And when you do something or you pitch a TV show or you're you know, oh dude, this show is a Ted Lasso mixed with this,
0: right? Correct. Right? And yeah. so
1: it'll always be that show, those people, those characters, but it won't be the actors. Right. Back then, the actors were the show. Right. It was a different time yeah. right like you couldn't imagine Gary Coldman not being Arnold yeah so yeah I know right <laughs> I like know. it just that's it was a different time yeah and, and I mean you could even take someone as famous back then as Bill Cosby and Bill Cosby was doing Bill Cosby yeah but after Bill the Bill Cosby show ended people were like yeah no he can't be anybody else you're Bill Cosby he's Bill Cosby right he's like yes I am Bill Cosby they're like, no, but you're Bill Cosby. You're Dr. Huxtable. You're Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> right, right. You're actually not Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. a very different. Will was probably one of the last of that time to be able to get out
0: and transcend. And, right. Yeah.
1: And it's because he was able to do it while doing the show. And we we had very specific things that we started to do to allow him to be able to break that. And he would break the fourth wall mm. in episodes. And that changed it for him because he was the only person on that show that wasn't the character. Right. Right. It was, hey, I'm over here with you, but these people are real. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey.
0: Hey, it's Christmas week. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that will certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5. That's all you got to have is $5 a Lincoln in your pocket. Uh, on any NBA team and win 150 150 in free bets, uh, they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket, my friends. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, your Christmas can still be merry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy basketball contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. I got to tell you, if you've never used DraftKings before. I don't know what you're doing in the world of sports betting. They're that official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. So whether you're watching LeBron James uh, do his thing or Chris Paul shake him up in the desert, and you're looking to put some money down on these sneaky little teams who are going to sneak their way into the playoffs and make some noise, you got to use DraftKings. Uh, it is the only place to put down some money. And if you're a new customer, hey man, you bet that five bucks and uh, and and win 150 in free bets if you're victorious. That's a pretty good deal, I got to tell you. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use that promo code whiskey, as it were. Just bet $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if you're victorious. That's promo code WHISKEY this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. you got to be 21 or older. You know that. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Can't do more. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Go ahead and do yourself a favor. Call one 800 if you got one warby parker you may have heard of them they were founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point offering eyeglasses sunglasses contact lessons and eye exams warby parker is committed to providing an exceptional vision care online and in stores it sounds irish warby parker ah it's warby pa- there it goes a warby parker warby parker is incredible my old lady has warb-, warb parks and i got warb park sunglasses she uses the Uh, Glasses glasses Because she's got Coke bottle She can't see She can't see a foot In front of her Warby Parker is committed To providing exceptional Vision care online And in stores Offering eyeglasses Sunglasses Eye exams And contact lessons The glasses are starting At $95 That's pretty cheap It's a pretty good price Including prescription lenses Try Warby Parker's Free home try on program It's pretty cool You go on the website You can see what they Look like on your face Order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Ship's free and include uh, a prepaid return shipping label. Come on, man. What do you have to lose? Try out five pairs and throw them back if you don't like any of them? Don't let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lessons, and eye exam. You can try five pairs of glasses at home for free, for free in your house at warbyparker.com whiskey, warbyparker.com whiskey. You got to just take that quiz um, and you can decide how they look, fit, feel, personalize your way of wearing them. And I got to tell you, they are incredible. It's uh, it's an incredible deal. And it's uh, it's if you're somebody that uh, needs prescription eyeglasses or just sunglasses or contacts, you got to go over there and try that YB Parker. If you've been to the stores, the physical storefronts are beautiful. They do a great job over there of helping you out. Different styles and colors that match your face, whether you got a big head, like some of my friends, like uh, Bobby Lee's big fat head, or you got a little skinny peanut head like mine. Uh, try five pairs of glasses at home for free at the comfort of your own home at warbyparker.com slash whiskey. That's warbyparker.com slash whiskey.
1: Ginger. I like ginger.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. He was it. Wa- I think you're right, though. What you just said was wild because I didn't notice it at the time, but he was kind of building this other thing simultaneously at, mm-hmm. the, at the last half of that show. To become this other thing, right? You like kind of. Were wa- I remember watching it kind of happen as he exploded into do, and then once he gets into films,
1: then it, every, it all changed, changed anyway. Right? Like once you're in film, it's different. Yeah, you're not a character in film,
0: right? You, yeah, you get to be the, You get to. You get to. You get to transform. You right. get to do this other thing because you're
1: no longer. You're not a character. You're a movie star, right? Yeah, that's right. True. On TV, you're real, and that's where reality television killed a lot of people in television. Yeah, because. Well, TV is real. Movies, that's a thats a magical world. Mm-hmm. I left my house. I got in the car. I stood in line. I went and, to and, a room. And, right. I went to this big room. I sat there with other people that I don't know. It was a show. Right. Right. It was make-believe. It's fantasy. Yeah. Right. I'm on my couch. <laughs> yeah. I just got done watching the evening news. Right. I yeah. saw these murders that happened over on Figueroa. <laughs> and then, ha, 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 you're on. Yeah. Where is the separation? Right. Right. True. So it's a, it's a, it was a, it's hard to come out of television. Now you can, because there's so many channels. Right. Right. But back when there were just a few channels, it was like, no, TV is real. That's why all of these reality shows existed and became so popular was because no TV's real. TV is real life. Yeah. Not this make believe. Right. It's not
0: this fantasy. Tell me this. You, uh, you, you said something that I ran over it fast though. Your old man was a construction. uh, I mean, corrections officer. Yes. Did you think was was he super disciplined to you guys? Was it? We were like that.
1: We were mostly disciplined, Mm -hmm. right? Like tough um, dad, like a tough dad, a real dad. Yeah. Right. Like we're not gonna. He's not going to tell you fake things. Yeah. And you know, soft lies to make you feel good about yourself. right mm-hmm. you were going to be who you were right right and you were going to do the things the way you were going to do them and we were either, it was either going to be the right way or the wrong way was he a military um, guy or no he was in the military also yeah. yeah so he was in the air force and uh but you know growing up for me he was he was everything i needed and i say that like lovingly right like mm-hmm. he was everything i needed to have you know you know construction right i needed to be Just, this is my structure. This is what I'm able to do. This is right and wrong. Um, And knowing it allowed me in a time when you also got to remember that, you know, yes, there's still craziness today. But if you go into the 80s, right, like Todd Bridges was was also on the next stage, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, here's a guy who ended up, you know, going to trial for murder. Right, Crazy. and as a, as an actor, right. So having my dad recognizing, like, yes, this is make believe world, but the real world is still here, and those those lines being very hard in in pavement, not in the sand. It was a real line. Yeah, yeah. you knew what not to cross. Right, and you knew, you knew, you know that that you were you were you might you know, experience stuff, but you weren't going to ever go across that line. And you knew what that line was and you just wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. And he became a manager. So we also, you know, it was like about how we work through our career and work through, you know, business and, and for me going to work and being responsible and all of those things that you get out of the military and, and out of being a police officer, um, all those things. My grandmother was a police officer seriously yes wow she was a police officer at rikers island in new york and so damn um, grandma I, was I, rude was tough like like, like no gotta be games. Tough, yeah no games right and so rikers
0: island yeah. is like unequivocally one of the toughest prisons in the world and your grandma's just well, out there kicking
1: it I, I would say i would say sing sing where my dad was was way tougher tougher right but people know rikers, well, the, reputation right of rikers the reputation yeah. of rikers right um and maybe at the time when she was there it was probably yeah, extremely tough, right? Because we're talking, you know, the 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 fifties, right? Um, so, my, my dad was a very important part of of my childhood and my growth and my and my work ethic. Um, you know, I, I don't think I'm where I'm at without him. Just, just I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be close.
0: What it, when you say that? What, what always fascinated me again because I never. Growing up in Chicago and I was always wanting to be in the business was a secret of mine. I mean, my parents knew, but I was so embarrassed for other people to know. Mm -hmm. And my parents have zero connection to the industry. They, you know, ignorance, like a rude word, but like their ignorance is strong. Right. They don't understand it, but they're proud. They're happy about it. Of course. But it was always wild to me when I knew kids, like I have a good friend, Michael Angarano, who's a phenomenal actor. Um, His family moved out here from New York. Right. His dad is like a Brooklyn guy and like. They moved out here for Michael's career and I was always fascinated by the families that kind of did this, did this thing that you're doing right. and then became a part of the business side of it. Is there any muddy water to that? Like when your dad is your manager, is your, were you, an, when you were an adult by the time he was your manager or were you still a kid?
1: I was a kid. Okay. When he was my manager and then took me into through Fresh Prints and, um, you know, many years after that. Was that ever tough Um, then
0: of like, this is my business partner, also my father, also my. Not at all. Really?
1: Not at all for me. Wow. Um, And it wasn't because our relationship lines were very clear. Mm. Right. Like we, I knew who I was talking to when I was talking to that person. (laughs) So I knew when I was talking to my manager, I knew when I was talking to my dad and I knew when I was talking to one of my friends. Mm right? Because he was like a friend also. I feel right? like you're
0: lucky to have that. Rel- no, 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 no. That, that sounds
1: uh, Amazing. incredibly unique. Amazing. Right. Very lucky and so appreciative of it, right? Like I. it would be times when it was like, no, 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 dad, you're wrong. We're talking about, and we're talking about business, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's this, and I think it's that. And no, I think we should do this. And I think it should be that. And I think that's a mistake. And I'm like, dad, you're wrong. You're out of your mind on that one, right? Okay. No, no, no. And that conversation would end. It was like, all right, now go clean your room. Okay, dad. <laughs> <laughs> clean up pick up all that crap in your
0: room yep. okay Dad, got it yep and yep. his and his father your dad so you said you're portuguese uh but they're but you, you're, Tr- trinidad. Trinidad, yeah. you're trinidad so, what so you told my, me. yeah trinidad is my
1: family my both my mom and dad's side both came through trinidad right mm. so but if you go through you know the the name and the heritage and all of that it it you know i always like to say black people didn't get off the continent of Africa by themselves. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What, 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 it's so strange. I got to look it up. I got to yeah. look it up. You know, you might find what I'm saying true. <laughs> um, so sometimes those names became their names. Sure. And sometimes there was a mixing of the people, and right? So that's really what happened for me, right? There was a mixing of, uh, you know, uh, my, my my African side is Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I have absolute Portuguese from Portugal um, connection. And then, you know, but I am a mutt, right? I've got, I've got you actually go. Irish and, and, and British my people, right. I've got, I mean, it's, it's, I'm when I did the, you know, 23 and me, I'm 22%, um, you know, from the Isles of, of Great Britain. Really? Yeah. Wow. So there's, you know, which is why my kids could have blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I was, I've, my kids came out with blue eyes. I was like, I gotta look through this. Okay, <laughs> they're saying there's You're something wrong You staring at here. your wife this like, is, what's you going know, on? What's happening what's here? What's going on? But yeah, I mean, but I'm just ultimately a mutt, right? So I mean, I've got uh, you know a large percentage of obviously Nigerian, but a large percentage of uh, South European, which is the Portuguese side right. of it, and then I've got you know a, a, actually a larger percentage from from the British, mm. right? And so you know, they 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 moved some people around the world right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> between between yeah. the brits and um and you know and the and the spaniards and the portuguese that's kind of where a lot of people moved around and sure. so there's there's always a, a a percentage somewhere in that unless you obviously you know there were people who stayed straight african all the way and mm-hmm. but i happen to be a big old mutt right and so my family was from trinidad my my mom she's the first of her side of the family to come to the U.S. Oh. My dad was born in the U.S., but my grandparents on my dad's side um, both came from Trinidad. Wow. Um, so yeah. So your it's, grandfather
0: uh, was famous, right? Wasn't your granddad was a, famous?
1: Yeah. Well, he was famous in in that world, and, and he was a calypso singer.
0: Yeah, you told me that one time. I said I thought you. T- yeah, you mentioned something that you're that because I said something you were singing on the uh, when we were playing one day, and I was like, oh, Al's voice isn't bad. And you had said something that your granddad was a
1: yeah. His uh, he was the Lord Hummingbird, and he was a calypso singer and traveled the West Indies and and the Eastern coast. Um, That's what East Coast nuts. of America by doing, himself, or he was, either... know, he was he was he was it was him. He was his own thing, and wow, and, you know, he had a band and all that. But yeah, yeah, it was, but it was just his it was group. Him. It was his yeah. thing. Um, to be honest with you, the 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 voice doesn't come from that side. The voice comes from my mom. Really, my mom has the most beautiful voice I've ever heard. She does? She is the most shy person. She doesn't want to show she you. She would never, she wouldn't, I've never actually heard my mom sing while looking at her.
0: Right. Oh, dude, she sings in the other room and you always heard her.
1: I would, so the greatest stories, once we moved out here, we would wake up on Sunday mornings and my mom would make this thing called bake, which is a Trinidadian um, dish that is basically bread, but it's like a, the most amazing bread patty that you could you could eat and so every sunday morning she would make it before we all woke up but she'd be in the kitchen singing
0: mm.
1: and my bedroom was right on the other side of the wall so i would wake up to my mom just just the most angelic voice ever
0: would she be singing trinidadian
1: songs all kinds of stuff she, right. she would she would sing some calypso she'd sing some you know barbara streisand she was i mean everything right <laughs> um but i would i would and i would get up but I wouldn't get him out of the room. Because she didn't see you. Because I wanted to just stop. keep listening.
0: No, that's kind of beautiful, Al. You're making my heart hum.
1: Because
0: <laughs> you'd sit in bed and want to hear I her. Would sit in bed and just
1: want to hear her sing. It's comforting. Because yeah. obviously, like, there was a piece of me that connected to it, right? Because I sang. Right. right. So there was this, like, wow, that's where it's coming from. That's where that voice is. That's wow. What, that's where the music is really there. Now, there, the music and the rhythms and the beats and all of that are part of my, you know, my, my, my dad's side with my grandfather. But the voice aspect is just pure mom. Wow. Just, you know, I mean.
0: The feeling you gave me just now when you said that is it's wildly warm. I can almost imagine you sitting in bed, not wanting to get up. Also, because when you're a kid and you're so, the quickness to get out of bed doesn't exist unless it's a holiday or when you get older. And then you get older, you're like, I got (laughs) to get up.
1: I got to move. But when
0: you're a kid and you do that thing where you're lazily half in and out of sleep, and if the sun's coming in the window and the smell of bake and your mom's singing, I wish I could transport to that feeling. Yeah. Right? That like yeah. moment. Yep. Because I know what you mean when you say that of like, my mom used to... um I mean, I love getting scratched. That was—it's big in our family. We're weirdos. I love getting my back scratched. It's my favorite. My grandmother loves scratching backs. My mom, my wife loves it.
1: Oh, it's my favorite, yep. man. Yep. I got plenty of. But baby, can you? All right. Yeah, though I, I love I it. You.
0: And my mom would scratch my back sometimes in the morning if I couldn't get up. Get, get up. Get up. And I would just keep faking like I didn't want to get up because I wanted to keep getting <laughs> my back stretch. scratched because the blankets are so warm. <laughs> yeah. It's that perfect moment when you're like, the bed is at its peak. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, it's it's, perfect. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. It's, 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 the blankets are tucked so perfectly, <laughs> yep. yep, but I, re- I remember those moments. and those You are can move kind of, your foot to the cold yeah. spot when you needed it. Oh, <laughs> just a little bit to the left. Those etch into my mind. Those kind yes. of things but etch in your mind.
1: Those are the moments that I believe like create the rest of your life, your journey. Mm. Right? Like th- that plays a role somewhere in a lot of the things you probably do every day.
0: Oh yeah. I believe right? that.
1: Yeah. Like you get out of bed, but every morning when you get out of bed, you're probably going, Oh, I wish I can get a back
0: scrap. Oh, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Right? I try, I don't don't ask my wife, yeah. she'll be pissed off. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm always like, Come
0: on. <laughs>
1: right. She's so like, but, get out of here with but that. That's, but that's that's the thing that like is it stays with you, right? right. It stays with you. And and that hearing like i i am a a bigger fan of love songs mm. than i am of uptempo
0: like what's your like what's your what's your kind of ultimate playlist and like what what do you love like what's I mean, your go-to's
1: anything r&b soul, soul with 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 like you know ballads that's uh-huh. my like if i'm gonna listen to something that's what i'm, I'm do you putting like on percy sledge is this um, something that
0: you like or like you like, know no
1: but it, you know, uh, Obviously, my generation. I'm going to go Johnny Gill. I'm going to go Jeffrey okay. Osborne. Okay. I'm going to go Luther Vandross. Yeah, right? Vandross is great. Yeah, do right. That right. But part of that is there's also some of the female singers that I would listen to. Right. I mean, obviously Whitney Houston was one, but because of that connection, my mom would always be singing slow songs. Mm. So that just feels right. 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 The soul of it. Right. Right. And like
0: then, like uh, like uh, Anne Peebles. You know that uh, like stuff like that where it's very like. Um, there's so much, she has a song called, um, I don't know Ann. Oh my God. Yes, you do. Um, you do know Ann Peoples. She, her, the song is called, I have to look it up right now. Cause it's going to drive me absolutely. <laughs> it's going to actually piss me off. Um, so you do know Ann Peoples. Her most famous song was I can't stand the rain, which of course, oh, Missy Elliott did sample. Right, yes, yes. Um, but, uh, I'm going to tear your playhouse down. Oh my God! I can't play it because we'll get licensed. Yes, right, right. You got to listen to this. I'll listen to it. And and "Trouble, Heartache, and Sadness" is a great song by her too. But um, yeah, Missy Elliott owes her. I am such a hip. I'm a hip hop freak. When I was a kid, it like consumed my life. Right. So what I did when I became, you know, a a teenager, I started to get into the depths of music and learning where the samples came from. Mm -hmm. I became obsessed with that. Wow. So that's why. That's where I learned about the most. My dad. It's a weird connection. My dad never really liked hip-hop because when I was a kid, hip-hop was... Well, very different. It was just... Well, it was also like the gangster gangster rap was becoming so prevalent. Right. And my dad never liked it. Right. Neither but, did I. But oddly enough, my dad liked, if I showed him hip-hop, that... Uh, Nas. Something that had more... That had right. obvious soul elements. Yes. Because my dad loves Carolina Beach music and soul and... That kind of vibe, right? So when the music turned R and B rap, right? He probably yeah. enjoyed it. Well, he just connected with it a little bit more. Right. He just understood it was like because I would he would say something like uh, I recognize that background of that song. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stand the rain, Missy Elliott. Right. It's people's a song. It's yeah. you. It's once you start to pick up on those cues, you're like, hey man, we like the same thing a little bit. It's just a little bit different. Just, just it's, it's a newer it's, version. It's our way of doing right. it. It's our youth it's our
1: way. way. See, but I see. I got into rap before. It was it was gangster rap. Sure, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm yeah. you know older than you, but like it's it it to me it was you know African Bambada. Oh, right. Love. It was still it, love. It was all of that that old school old school rap that went into the LL Cool Jays and and then eventually Will and all the rest. But once it turned into gangster rap, I mm-hmm. was like, eh. you were out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, as a kid, it was
0: wild because You're here, not telling me anything. Well, that what to me what it was was here was this it's, it's, here here was this experience that was being spoken about culturally, but not really, not really from a genuine perspective. And when NWA came out with "Fuck the Police" and that gave breath to Tupac and Biggie right. and this West Coast East Coast, I think what it was doing was informing the white world that loved hip hop. Like, hey, this is real. Like, it is real. It was just kind of saying, like, we talk about this, but I'm telling you this is real. Like, this is real, real. Right. And the riots kind of gave a a real window into, as a Chicago kid, Cabrini Green was down the street from where we lived. Mm. And it was so wild. That was like, the projects are there, but they were never what looked like out here in terms of what happened in, in South Central.
1: Well, it was, you know, that East Coast, West Coast thing, you know, weirdly enough was weird for me because I was like, I'm both.
0: Yeah, 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 you're both, yeah, you're both. Right, like, I
1: live out here, but I'm from New York, like, and I, you know, I also came from a time when it was like, wait a minute, guys, you're getting this all wrong. Mm. We can't fight each other. That's what they want us to do. Right, yeah, that's a problem. Right, like, if you're going to keep us down, if they're going to keep us down, like, Fighting each other is the way to do that. Yeah, sadly. We're getting it wrong, right? Right. So the the idea of where I was coming from in terms of where I grew up about you know coming together and you know figuring out a way together to help get out and to, and to make changes and and you needed different types of people. I remember one time, like Ice T, like called me a fake brother and he shouldn't be on TV and he came hard at me, right? And I was like iced tea, Ice tea that's tea really wild. your name is iced tea bro <laughs> you're really you're really going to come at me hard I see like, is
0: hard though make no mistake he I'm is not hard. he's yeah, not
1: yeah, <laughs> but it was like dude your name is iced tea <laughs> right should I have some lemonade with it call you on palmer <laughs> like you know it just was like wait a minute why are you even going that direction of coming at me and it was like no you need me too yeah
0: you need me too
1: Right, like, that's a great you, statement. Your 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 mission, your goal, your what your your what you're all about doesn't happen without me. Also, mm. you're there, and they need and you need that voice. Right, right. But it's it's the I did a I did a play when I was in 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 college. Right, and I went for like one year before I started uh, Fresh Prince, and I did a play called The Meeting. It was the meeting between Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. It's a hypothetical meeting put in this play. Wow, and what? what you really get out of the play was that that movement doesn't work if you don't have both,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? If you don't have Martin, then it's just a military it's just action, Malcolm. Yeah. right? And it's Malcolm. But if you have just Martin, then we don't need to actually deal with you mm. because Malcolm is actually and his crew, they, they might shoot you up, right? <laughs> so it's a... It was, it was a balance, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, hey, guys, all right, rap world, like, I get it that my character isn't this, but I'm from the Bronx. I was born in Harlem. Like, yeah. that's my character. And, yes, I've learned to play golf, and I've learned to, right, because you assimilate into the world that you're living in mm-hmm. somewhat. Sure. But at the end of the day, the movement needs us both. Yeah, why are you tearing me down?
0: It was, it's interesting you say that. I think that the 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 truth really is what's unfortunate about culture, Hollywood too. You know, Hollywood says they want diversity, but. They tend to want the version that they want most and they don't want other versions. So what bothers me is always saying like, as if there's one flavor of person, right? Right. There's one kind of black guy. There's one kind of Asian uh, female. The idea of all that is inherently flawed. So what bothers me is when these things take place, when you're like, you want everyone to be the same? Which is ironically about the whole thing I'm talking about when somebody says you disagree with something people think and say, you're like, Do you want everyone to be, be just like you? Right. That's fucking insane.
1: Well, that's by the not way, normal. By the way, every horrible person in history was a narcissist. Right, <laughs> right, right. Okay. Right, right. What does social media do? It builds narcissists. So what's happening degree. is, yeah. They do. Yeah. They, 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 we have algorithms on our phones that make sure that the stories that come up first on our phones are the stories that we want to read about.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not
1: about the stuff that we don't want to see. It's not the other side of the street. Right. We're creating a bunch of narcissists all over the world that don't want to see the other side. There is balance. Yeah. You have to create balance. And what we're doing constantly and what we've been doing forever is constantly separating separate 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 that's how you can control them that's how you can deal with them that's how yeah. you can manage them get everybody together in a room and come up with a consensus wow isn't that power
0: yeah that to me that's that what, what what i'm blessed and lucky to do for sure for a living what opens my mind up the most and why i think i'm the most open-minded is because i get to travel and meet cultures that are not like my own mm-hmm. i'm lucky right not everyone can do that for a living, right. and. I will say if you have the ability to go see people that aren't like you in other places do it it really does show you who you really are and it opens your brain up to ways that you never thought it's right. easy for coastal people yep to to just think the way we think Absolutely. and just stuck in a, but when you meet people from when I go to you know when I go to the south or I go to the Pacific Northwest or or I go to back to the Midwest the beauty is I get to feel people who think and, and live differently than me. No question. It's great. It makes you more rounded. The idea that you're just going to carve away your little your little grouping and thinking and like, well, I don't need to fuck everyone else's thoughts and feelings. And I, I, this is who I am. It's so unhealthy that you're like, you're never going to feel how other people live. You're never going to get what we talked about before, your perspective. How right. Al feels about his journey in his life. You're only going to go, this is how I feel about what Al does in his
1: life. Right. You don't know. You didn't no even clue. talk
0: to him. You didn't even want to know him.
1: My in-laws are from Iowa. Oh, oh that's my right. My wife yeah, grew up that. on a farm. Right. Right? <laughs> 2,000 acre farm in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Went to to Northwestern in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm looking at buying a house in Texas. Right? right? That's right. I'm, I'm, I get in my RV and I go to Montana and I go to Florida and I go to to Ohio, and I go to West Virginia, and I go to Idaho, and I go to Oregon, and I I go all over the country, right? I drive all around and I meet people. There is something wonderful about the United States of America. And what's happening is our media and what we put out to the world is only coastal. Yeah, And so why does Fox News own the center of this country? Because they're tired of hearing The two sides speak for everyone. Mm -hmm. You have to speak for everyone. And there is something wonderful about hearing other people's ideas. Sometimes you're like, I don't like it. Right, right, right. There's a lot of stuff that I hear (laughs) when I'm in the middle of the country that I'm like, I don't like it. I don't agree. But I now understand.
0: Yeah, you have to be open to it.
1: You have to understand people. You have to understand what they're thinking, where they're going, you Know everything about a person and their experience, is part of their experience, part of where they're from.
0: Well, because look, at look, you're on, you know, you doing uh AFV after you know Bergeron did it for what did he do it for 15 years? Yeah, 15, yeah, golly, felt like a, a thousand. I, 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 felt, I felt like he <laughs> well, but, you
1: know, syndication, it always, it I, always right? Because it runs right. forever, yeah. yeah,
0: but. That show touches the most common denominator of Americans regardless of socio socioeconomic status and race and Absolutely. gender. It's funny. Right. Right. So this is the the beauty about the idea of that show is it's the thing you care about the most on that show is making people laugh at the things that that happen to all of us.
1: Everyone has experienced something. On every episode. Of
0: course. Everyone has uh, tripped over the dog. Ever yep. seen, everyone's seen grandma run into the glass window yep. on the patio. Yep. Like, yep. the moments Everybody of that show. Everybody has been
1: kicked or has seen someone kicked in the groin. Right. Things happen.
0: I would love to take an over-under. There should be a Vegas bet on how much, how many hours of, of uh, getting hit in the penis footage AFV has. I mean, I'd love to know what the, what the over-under what? is.
1: I, I would bet it was a lot more early yeah yeah right right, right right like a lot of it was early in the early seasons we don't play too many of them no of, but you got it anymore. on there well we get them in there every once in a while yeah and, and but when we do we literally make a note of it yeah you're like He's... and no and here's one <laughs> <laughs> here's one for a great memory bow right in the nuts right and then you move look i on. know
0: and i know how tv works i'm not i'm not deaf to it i know who you are and i know how tv works but what's interesting is I know you're at a place professionally, and they're not going to let you watch some of those submittals that come in. Right. But if you wanted to, you could really sit down and go through those those some oh, of those cases because I, because I told you this early on. I had a offer to work with Vin Debona, right? The production company, and they were trying they were getting in the digital space, and they had said that they had like a hundred thousand hours of footage that they haven't even reviewed. It was it was it wasn't even right. it was stuff they haven't even seen yet, right? I couldn't wrap my head around how much time has been submitted by Americans that no one's even touched
1: and and that it's the sad part, but it's true
0: it's just there,
1: right like when the pandemic started, yeah, I think they've they got something like ten thousand submissions in the first week <laughs> that's nuts. it's nuts, it's nuts, you're like. To the point where they were like, we have to create a second show. We did a special called yeah. AFE at home where I shot it in my living room and in my backyard right. and did it all myself. But they, you know, got the videos and they were all slightly different, but it was people dealing with the pandemic and what they were going to, what they were doing and right. the funny videos they were sending in. Because there were so many that were like, we, can, we can't show these on AFE. Yeah. Not, they're very different in nature. So we have to figure out a way to show these, Right. And so they created that. Just It was a one-off special, but it was because there were so many videos. There are so many people <laughs> sending videos day after day because, and that's the beauty of this show, and it makes me very proud to be a part of it, is that we've all grown up. Like, tell me a person in America that doesn't know America's Funniest Home Videos. No, yeah. They're all under four. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're being born. They're born right now. Yeah, right. They're, right. Alive, they're just being born. They're, 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 they today. don't know. They haven't learned of it yet. Right. But everybody in this country knows of the show. And one, whether it's Bob Saget, whether it's Tom, myself, to be part of that kind of legacy is pretty awesome.
0: No, it's incredible.
1: Right? Because, I, like, I've, and I said this uh, to someone the other day, I'm like, I just surpassed Fresh Prince. I've been on AFE longer
0: then you're on Prince. Then I was on Fresh Prince. Wait, how, what year is this now for you? This is
1: seven. I wow. did six on Fresh Prince.
0: It is remarkable that Fresh was only six because it felt like 15. I felt like my syndication. whole life. When I, I know. Syndication. It felt like my whole life it was on TV.
1: But that's also what changed in the business. You can't sell a show to syndication as easily anymore. Right. Because there are a hundred channels. Why am I watching that old show when I can watch a thousand other shows that are on networks that are new? I like so the, the old
0: episodes. If they're good too. enough, I'm watching them
1: again. Me too. I just I, watched, re, I just
0: started Sopranos again from scratch. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I'm going through it all over again. Just because wow. I felt like it's a fun undertaking because I've forgotten so much of it. Right. Which was I and I loved the show, but you know, sitting on airplanes for a living, I was like, well, HBO let you download to the iPad mm-hmm. now. Pff, I was over. I was like, great. Yes. Yep. Cause I was like, let me download the whole, se- the whole, the whole first and second season, watch them, and then I'll keep going from yeah.
1: there. But then you, you know, every time you get to a place where you have real Wi-Fi, you download, download some more. I know it's great. Honestly,
0: that's the one thing I do love about the internet. Tel- internet entertainment is like now I can kind of get back to some of the old stuff I used to love. Mm-hmm. And I can't see anymore.
1: Right, you can't see. It. Well, there's if if they're not playing somewhere on television, if someone isn't hasn't bought it. Right, you can you you can at least get it off the internet and you can watch it, you can I, enjoy it, and you, I, pay it's, homage to it.
0: It's not my business, and we've spoke we spoke candidly about it. But what I'm curious to know is, the the w- Fresh Prince still pays after all these years residuals, right? right. Yeah, it yeah. still does.
1: Yes, I mean it's it's. I always like to say I can't stop working because of it. Right, 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 right. right? right, right. Like it's not paying bills but it's real, still paying but it still pays yeah so it's, it's, it's wild still, you know
0: like they, somebody said mariah carey billboard said that yeah, she makes a that. million bucks every december just right. in the month of december right right from that song from the one
1: song which is <laughs> that's nuts which is crazy when you think just but by the way she makes a million two all year
0: right <laughs> right
1: it's only the month of december because <laughs> if you if you're playing that song in in january we're like really
0: don't want to hear it yeah, really? yeah. Don't want to hear it. Yeah, turn Put it, it off. away. Right, right? Put it away. Yeah.
1: Imagine that in July.
0: Right. <laughs> when, when, when Tell me this about syndication because I'm curious to know. And peop, Americans kind of uh, don't know enough about it. But when you syndicate, every time it syndicates and does like an international sale or something right, like that, right. is it a, 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 a re up of a check and a deal to, ex, you know, like do you get a new chunk as it goes overseas?
1: So I'll, I'll explain the whole system yeah. as to how it works. And it's the long, little, I'll do the short version. But it's essentially a show will sell to a station group, mm-hmm. right? Um, or individual stations, right? So that's the thing called NAPTI, which is where it's a a place where basically the networks and studios will sell shows to the smaller stations. So you sell it, but they sell it every year, right? So this group buys it, you know, year one. Year two, this group buys it. Year three, this group buys it, Mm -hmm. right? So what happens is every time you sell it to a new group, the numbers go back up. Because every time they air one of the episodes, the second time they air it, it's a lower percentage of your salary. Right. So it goes down. And then every time they sell it, it goes back up. And so so now when you get through five years, right, the first station group has to decide whether they want to buy it again. Mm. So it might do that for five years and then go back up and then down again That's great. and then back up. So because you have multiple station groups buying it, it never really dips too far, and never goes up too far. So, just kind of for the last you know twenty some odd years, it's just kind of done this, wow. right? And just you know, I think at the at the high, it was probably double of what it is now. But mm-hmm. still, it was you know it was this it just just kind of rode up and down. So, if like if you sell it to you know Spain, right? Well, Spanish television ultimately they still are just one TV group. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So you can sell it to a country, but it's just another station. Right. So it doesn't go up huge because now it's in Spain, right? Or, but if those ratings are huge, then it it might go up a little bit, right? So you you think about it selling to, you know, a hundred countries, right? Well, that means it's in a hundred television stations. That's a lot of stations. It's a ton. Right? So that's where the beauty of of a show is. That can sell internationally mm-hmm. is so huge because like you only in America, you're going to have one, two, maybe three station groups that are going to buy it individual stations. But the station groups where they're going out to multiple uh, cities, uh, you know, the I used to always say the worst station group to ever buy your show is WGN.
0: <laughs> chicago chicago <baby. laughs> right yeah
1: because chicago for some reason that local station aired on cable yeah so now you didn't need mtv to buy it you didn't need you didn't want M- WGN to buy it right. because they didn't, and nobody else needed to buy it because you could everybody could still watch it so you know the some of the bigger ones you were fine with but like that was always, I had to make fun of it because you're from Chicago. Well, no, but. and also
0: WGN was so, so big that because kids I knew that didn't have sports, professional baseball teams in their state, they had WGN. So right. they would watch the Cubs. So they became Cubs fans. Absolutely. Because WGN was everywhere, which right. I thought was so fast Because when I'd meet a kid, I'd be like, how do you know WGN? And they're like, what do you mean? We have it. And yes. I'm like, That's ours. You yes, don't no, get that? No, no, it's no, it's everybody's. It's everybody's. Yeah. My,
1: my wife is from Iowa. They don't have a professional group. Like, That's right. a lot of Cubs, Cubs fan. fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she had the opportunity to pick many different cities, but mm-hmm. she went to the Cubs cuz she could watch it on WGN. Cuz was
0: forced to her, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know,
1: you know, it's okay, but you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, Chicago has a history of 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 uh either forcing or taking away our sports. And LA has done this too, which actually pisses me off, you know, with uh you know, for uh uh they would black out Like uh, Yeah. Blackout local games, which I, right. I I can never wrap my head around. Well, unless you had Comcast or... Right. Is that what it was? Comcast or something? Comcast like
1: is one of the ones out here, yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, so I was a Jets fan mm. growing up in New York. Poor guy. Exactly. <laughs> so they never were on TV. Right. Because back, <laughs> then, back then it was like they would get blacked out and you'd never get to watch your team. Yeah. I became a Cowboys fan. People were like, how did you become a Cowboys fan you grew up in New York? Why didn't you pick the Giants? I was like... Because I had already picked the Jets. If you're a Jets fan, you can't go. You can't go, be a Giants fan. You can't fan. be a Giants fan. No way. Right? If you're an Islander fan, you can't be a Ranger fan. Right. If you're a Yankee fan, you can't be a Met fan. Right? It's just that's the way, that's the way it it's was. That's the way it goes. And you picked right?
0: America's team. And
1: I, I, well, and the reason why I picked America's team was because they were the other team on TV. Right, right. You could always see them. I can yeah. watch them. <laughs> right.
0: I never understood the blackout for the Dodgers. They do that still today. Comcast right. doesn't let you. Well, now Spectrum, isn't it? Spectrum, Spectrum right. Spectrum does like, that. And do... I have the MLB package. So okay. I, because I, I'm upset. We didn't even get into baseball when you talked about touring. I've been to all but seven stadiums. in the Wow. So when I would tour for stand up, yes. I would make it a point to go to a game during the day. Beautiful. And either the feature that was with me or a local guy, I'd always be like, hey, man, I'll buy your ticket if you come to a game with me. Because. I knew a lot of guys didn't love baseball the way that I loved it. Right. And they're like, I don't want to go to a game. I'm like, come on, it's a day game, and then we can still make the shows at night. Right. And I'll, and then I started bringing guys with me that were like, absolute, like, loved like, it. Loved it. But um, but I never understood that, that you'd black out a local game for people here to see. I never wrapped my head around it's it. It's because they want you to go to the stadium. I know. But you know what? The owner of the old Blackhawks had the exact same theory, and it failed him miserably. So much so that they immediately reversed it, because he, he said... If you're at home watching a game, you should be at the stadium watching it live. People don't have those lives. Right. People have jobs. They have yes. kids. They have families. Right. There's stuff going on. And they don't have the money. Right. It's exp- are, so are, expensive to go are, to a game. Are
1: you buying me my ticket? Because <laughs> yeah. that TV is free. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> yeah, that failed him. I can't remember the guy's name, but he owned, he owned the Chicago Blackhawks, and he did that for a while. They thought, okay, well, I'll take it off TV. Right. It failed so bad for him. It was such a poor choice because the city fought back so hard right. he reversed right. it because he was like this was a bonehead move right something chicago a city like chicago a city like new york gets done for some reason we're such cowards in la that we can't fight back and make a big enough stink societally because there's so many transplants like yes. us that don't have the gall to support the local teams enough to go hey man you got to be able to show that on regular tv to people right we don't do that i don't like well, that
1: it's all business now it's all about big business right I know. and it's it's like you know baseball has surpassed the average American, mm. right? The average American can't go to a baseball game. It's so
0: expensive now,
1: man. Right? I mean, if you think about just parking, getting a ticket, it's... two tickets, right? So you and your kid, you want to go take your kid to a baseball game. You can't, I mean, an average guy can't afford that. And it's... maybe once, you know, a birthday present or something like sure. that, right? And you're paying, you're going to get the Dodger dog or the Yankee dog, whatever you get. Right, and you and you and you get a beer or a soda. I mean, the sodas are what fifteen bucks. I mean, yeah, that's what, insane. What you, like, who can afford that? Right? Yeah. It's it shouldn't it shouldn't feel like you know you're you're having to to take a loan out to go to go to a baseball game for for certain families, right? And and what about families that have three and four kids? We you're gonna take the whole. You got to pick one, right? Right. I mean, we have to start relooking at how. Um, how we're able to support our our teams, I, yeah. th- I think sports has gotten too far out of whack. I think that you know, you look, you know, Kevin Durant and lebron james and 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 whoever else in baseball and and all these guys that that make you know a gazillion dollars, you go, listen, what you do is amazing, and nobody else can do that. They bring in the revenue. I get it. but shouldn't this still be entertainment for fun? For sure. people to be able to see and, right. and and go to a game every once in a while. I mean, you know, during the during the the, the Kobe Shaq years, like you couldn't buy a ticket. You know how expensive it was to get a ticket to go to a Laker game. No, I wish I was around during then. I mean, I happen to no know Doctor Bus, so I, you know, I was able to go. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I call the owner because <laughs> I wasn't going to pay for a ticket. No, too much. <laughs> and you were making I'm money. Making money. Yeah. I was like, I'm not buying a ticket to the game. I want to go to a game. I'm not buying a ticket. That's too much money. <laughs> I got all these, We have all these friends at Lakeside that that have mm-hmm. like that have like season tickets. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like sometimes I look at Andy Garcia. I'm like, really, Andy? You gonna yeah. pay that much? For this? You got one? And he got one seat.
0: Yeah, one, just he's like uh, one, uh, one and a half. One he and split, a half. Another one he split with the other one with someone. <laughs> so depending on which day,
1: I mean, one time he wasn't going, and gave me a uh, Grant show his tickets to the game. I was, oh, that's great. I was like, I thought you only had one seat. He's like, yeah, but I rent this other one every once in a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you go, you know, Andy it, Garcia goes, I can't really afford two seats. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, he can afford two seats, but
0: you know what I mean. No, but it's gotten it's gotten it's gotten pricey. I mean, I used to go. I used to go to Clippers games when they were $15 on Sundays. And I thought that was insane. I was like, this is the best. And then now you can't go to a basketball game for under 80 bucks. I no. mean, it's it's crazy. crazy me. I crazy, mean, yeah, that's these, these are the times. But also, you know, stop charging so much money. Yes, please. Please. Let us go to
1: the games. Let regular folks go and enjoy. All right, you
0: and I need to go play some golf. We're going to go play some golf. Because we need, we need to go play some golf. Yes. Take some money. Um, yeah. I end the show the same way. I want you to look into that camera. Okay. Down there. okay, that that camera down that. I know we didn't get to some no. whiskey. It's early. We didn't even get to any. But you want to have a little just a snifter to a, say goodbye. Yeah, just
1: a, a, a bye drink. Let, Let me bye. say
0: this: this is a prideful goat. This is from my boy, whiskey Pete, who's the man. If you're ever if you're ever out in. Uh, Houston? What is Houston? My brain isn't working. Oh, yeah. Like
1: whiskey peats, isn't that like on the way to Vegas?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is called the Prideful Goat and his he is the man and he if you're ever down there, you got to send you to his distillery okay. and he'll uh he'll take you on a little tour. You can pull from your own your own cask and all that stuff. Give me your cup there. We'll take just a little shot just for sure. good luck, this you know. Is,
1: this is so that we go out and have just a great day. It's just on for the
0: good lines. luck. Yeah. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers, my man. Yep, Love you. Yep. Salanche cheers. Thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate you coming. Yes.
1: Mhm. So you downed it. I'm just I'm having a sip.
0: I liked it. All right, so look inside that camera. Yes. And we end the episode the same way. You say one word or one phrase to take us out. One word or one phrase. Doesn't have to be all earth-moving right, and powerful. Right.
1: Right. Well,
0: when you're ready. Love
1: y'all. In here, we pour whiskey. Whiskey, 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 whiskey. In the ginger beard, sturdy and ginger like that. The ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey, seventy five dollars for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger,
0: I like gingers.